guys, how's it going? Is that a trick, yo-yo? Why isn't my yo-yo coming back up? Can you walk the dog? <laughs> the Offset Yo-Yo Podcast. Hey guys, how's it going? So, it has been a really long time since I've uh, spoke um, on this podcast. This this podcast has been something I've always enjoyed, but it's something I've neglected a little bit. And um, for those of you who see my YouTube posting schedule, it, it's kind of picking back up a little bit. So I thought as my YouTube time has been kind of expanded and allocated, I'd also dedicate more time to the podcast. So I'm psyched to be back behind the mic. And today's interview is with Thor here, Iqbal. Now, keep in mind, this interview was recorded literally, it's probably close to a year ago now. It was recorded at the very, very kind of tail end of 2019, and I'm only uploading this now. Um, But this is going to be with Thor here, Iqbal. So for those of you who don't know, Thor here, Iqbal is a uh, 3A player. He is an 8 time Singaporean national yo-yo champion, and he recently, well, I say recently, but it's been about a year now, but he was crowned the 2019 3A AP champion. Um, he's competed at Worlds, he's competed at multiple contests, and he's just an all-round um, a player that has, has been in the game for a really long time and just demonstrates this unyielding persistence. So I met Thor here in 2016, and um, he was the first kind of Singaporean player I, I got to, to meet and got to talk with and socialize with. So so we I've been kind of close to his circle um, for a while now, and I really wanted to get his story onto this podcast because a lot of the times we see players who completely crush the competition a few years out of the gate. And while Thor here has been, you know, crowned the, the 3A Singaporean champion for a very long time, he has been gunning for the AP title for eight years. And I thought that this was a super inspiring story about a guy who just doesn't give up, who who has experienced his doubt with haters, um, everything in between, and he's he's made friends, he's become meticulous at everything yo-yo related. So I hope you guys enjoy my very in-depth conversation with Thor here, Iqbal. So Thor here, welcome to the show. <laughs> Hey, hi Brendan. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, dude. It's it's um it's awesome to have you on. And especially as as a player who has met you um prior to you winning AP, I, I could have like a front row seat to just how hard you uh you worked to get there. So um yeah, I'm super, super excited to be having this conversation. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I thought we'd um I thought we'd start at the beginning. Um, and this is always kind of a fun, fun little talk. Um, how did you, how did you get started into yo-yoing? How did I start that? Okay. So I was back in 2006. I was like eight years old. Yeah. So I was like at home just um, watching TV. And then like one day my mom just came home. Um, she just brought me like a fast 201 because uh, back then there was like Ben McPhee, Steve Brown and Johans. They were in Singapore for oh, like wow. the fast race. Mm. So my mom just got me like a blue color fast 201 and she was like, Hey, you know, there's a yo-yo craze going on. Like you want to try it. So I opened the box. There was like a trick list. And so she was telling, she was like emphasizing to me about, Oh, there's this trick called rocks the baby. So cool and stuff. <laughs> so I was like, okay, like, let, let me learn. And then like one day my mom just brought me to like the, the event where the yo-yo craze was occurring. And like in the end, like, yeah, I think I managed, I managed to learn like all the 10 basic tricks within like two weeks. Yeah. So, so I noticed that, I learned this quite fast and I just wanted to continue this. So, I mean, eventually I like realized there's national yo-yo contest, there's Asia Pacific contest, and there's also world yo-yo contest. So like, it started to make me learn like, Hey, there's so many like contests out there and it's not just in Singapore, it's like all around the world. So yeah, it's yeah. it's, it's pretty interesting experience. Dude, that's that's super cool, actually. So, so you have your mom to thank for um for your yo-yoing ability yeah. now. <laughs> that's super cool. Definitely, definitely. So, um, this is something I'm always kind of curious about. Three A is your your main style. So, how did you start to transition from one A to to three A? When did you realize oh, that? Just, huh? I was actually four A player before that. <laughs> oh, four A, really? Okay. Okay, so um. Of course, everyone will start off as a 1A player, like start yeah. off by learning 1A players. And then once they 
they notice like, oh, there's 2A, 3A, 4A, 5A, they'll start to learn something new. Mm. So the first division that I started to like move to was 4A back in 2009, 2010. Okay. Because uh, I, look, I looked up to this guy called Fajr Siddiq. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Fajr Siddiq was an old school player. I respect him. He was like a mentor to me for like quite a number of years. So because of him, like I just started to play 4A. Mm. And then like, um, after Worlds 2010, I took 3A more seriously because I just like noticed like, hey, there was like no 3A players besides uh, this guy called uh, Chong Yichen. Mm. So I remember there's one day that I was at uh, Spinworks and I saw this like man, he was playing like 3A alone. So I was like, hey, like there's a 3A player there. So he, he was nice enough to like let me like try his uh, yo-yos. Mm. And then, I just had interest because like you're playing with two yo-yos. Mm. So yeah. And well, yeah. And, sorry. and how uh, sorry. How far along <laughs> was um was this in the how how long had you been yo-yoing at this point? 2010 would have been like oh like four years. Yeah. But uh I, I took like a I took like a, a year or two break because uh, I was studying. Then like the yo-yo craze came back in 2009, so I got back into it because like I still remembered like oh I still remember doing the basic tricks and stuff mm. so and I found like joy again in this toy okay uh, as a, like a study break and those kind of stuff like stress reliever those kind of stuff yeah mm. and um this is this is curious I'm just curious what were your first pair of 3A yo-yos my first pair of 3A yo-yos oh yeah I remember uh protostar oh protostars yeah. mm. because like yeah we like started with like um, like plastic tree yo-yos and then from there like I moved on to like Duncan Mayhems mm. then like after that I moved to Yo-Yo Factory Rockstar and then I moved to like some other yo-yos so yeah, yeah. interesting okay so at which point did you how long did how long after getting into 3A and being like, oh, this is kind of cool. This is kind of interesting. This is a style that no one's dabbling in. Did you start to be like, okay, how do we win? Like how, how long did that transition take? From like wanting to like win a contest or something? Yeah. When did you first have ambitions of trying to like win your first contest? Mm, I guess since I started. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, like, yeah, I think I'm like, I just wanted to like try uh, three at, at like some regional contests, mm. even though like I was the only one competing in my own division, mm. but, and then it made me move on to like, um, other, like maybe like higher level contests. So like, in fact, like I competed at AP first instead of Singapore nationals. Right. And I actually qualified, I actually <laughs> qualified for it. Uh, my first time competing three, which is in 2011, but I got last place. Mm. <laughs> 2011. Because, and, yeah, and I didn't even like practice anything at all because like, I wasn't even expecting anything. So it made me realize from then on, like, okay, I need to plan something. Mm. It, I had to like self-taught myself to like plan something and to like plan a freestyle and of course like create tricks. So that was like a very hard process, like mm. trying to come up as much tricks as possible, whether it's like taken or like someone's trick or not mm. back then, because like I only had like a, a like one or two years worth of experience and it's not really that much. Mm. So it was really, yeah, it was really tough for me, especially from 2011, 2012, especially when I was like working hard to like make sure, okay, I'm going to like learn, uh, make three tricks at the same time. Because like for me, maybe I appreciate more of like originality more than um, anything else. Mm. Like what defines a player is based on his originality or like his tricks or stuff. True. So yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. So, so man, 2011, that's where, that's where it kind of begins, right? Yeah. So, I want to talk about, and you know, this this journey goes on a lot of twists and turns, but I, I want to start because everyone really knows how the story kind of evolves, um, but I want to talk about persistence. So, uh, yeah. you are probably, like, if I was to, like, if someone says, like, who's the most persistent yo-yo player you know, I would probably be like, Thor here, Iqbal. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. you just keep coming back year after year, like, I mean... How do you keep coming back year after year, setback after setback? What keeps you motivated to keep chasing the top? Um, I guess like if you want something, mm. 
just just go for it and don't let anything or anyone bring you down mm. and eventually there's always another year mm. and it's never the end unless you call it to be the end mm. so, so i guess first thing very simple never give up mm. secondly not everyone's going to be supportive of a few yeah so when not everyone's going to be supportive of you right and even if it comes to a point where you are alone and mm. nobody's there to support you you have to carry your own bed because eventually you're doing it for yourself not mm. for other and when i want to win a contest eventually i'll definitely credit the people who helped me so much and stuff but mm. i will also have to remember that you did it because you really wanted it and yeah. you're not doing anyone else yeah, no, and I, I think, like, that, that is something that, like, you just intrinsically stand for because the proof is there. Like, you come back year after year. I have a, I have a question for you. So, okay. Um, and this is, the, this is just based off my experience. So, I, I won ANYC pretty early on. I never really had the struggle of, I mean, I think I lost once and then from then on I started to, to place. But then... As soon as I started losing, it, I, I start to feel like, oh, okay, maybe maybe my time's up. Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe the other players are progressing at a faster rate. Maybe I can't beat them anymore. Do you do you have thoughts like that? Yeah, actually, like what you said was like almost exactly what I'll think currently mm. before I started. Yeah. So, so how do you how do you get past those? Okay, so just now you were mentioning about, you know, people are not, I'm not good enough, um, people are progressing harder. Yes, mm. like that's what I've, I'm being experiencing because like, okay, like we just go back to a time where like from 2013 onwards. So yeah, there are definitely players who will stand up much better than me. And mm. eventually it's not really right to compare yourself to other people, but it's human to compare yourself with other people. Okay, yeah. And eventually you'll say, oh, like I'm not good enough. So that's why I like to emphasize that it's okay to be harsh towards yourself, but mm. sometimes don't be too harsh towards yourself because you can't control things that you can't control mm. at times. And for me, what I can say is just focus like on yourself. Eventually, if you focus on others, like if you focus on other people, definitely like you won't really progress that much. So yeah, one thing that is like, I have to pro focus on myself and like focus like the fact that, okay, like I'm not, com I'm competing, but you're doing this for yourself. Mm. And it seems to always kind of come back to that. Um, it, just to kind of like dig into this a little bit more granularly, what do you say to yourself to kind of get yourself back on the, the yo-yo and grind when you lose? Like, let's say, the moments there, you practice really hard, you you mess up the freestyle. What do you say to yourself when you you don't do as well as you'd hoped? That that, oh, of course. that allows you to then but, kind of jump back into it. Of course, I feel like crap. Like, yeah, you know, I so hard, and then like you know, you just you, you just mess up that three minutes of your time on stage. Mm. So, of course it feels really bad and you feel really sad for like the next few days weeks or sometimes months mm. but eventually you know it happens so just move on and remember that okay just remember the mistakes that you make on stage or like the, the mistakes that you made before you went on stage like what you need to change like is there like something that you need to do to make sure that you're more consistent on stage or something so I was quite lucky to like be able to like make this like cut from 2016 between 2016 to 2017 onwards so i was able to like learn from the right people and mm. also uh found found like better methods of doing well on stage and stuff because i i guess 2016 was one of my down point and it made me feel like okay like i'm not good enough like it made me feel really really sad as a real player i don't enjoy competing anymore and stuff so i guess it comes back to like where I first mentioned, like if you want it, just go for it and mm. really, really can't give up. Like it took me six years to like win AP. Mm. So I can only just say like, just keep moving forward. And if you really want it, just go for it. 
Yeah, no, and and that's 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 awesome. I I want to dig into to to something you just said. What what happened in 2016? What was the context behind that? Ah, yeah, okay. So, um, oh yeah, this 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 uh point of my life was something very meaningful to me as a Euro player. Mm. Um, so of course I was really sad after AP 2016. You know, like. Or I could have won that year and stuff because like I messed up too much. So which then who who won in two thousand and sixteen again? Uh, Taichu. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I really wanted to like win it that year. I thought it was like my chance to win and stuff. Mm. Then like after I lost and stuff, I just felt like you know I felt very upset. I felt very like, depressed about like not winning and stuff. Mm. Then I came up with a message from Iqui Lim Iqui. Yeah, of String Legend. Mm. of Singapore yeah so yeah he has won AP four times mm. and he just texted like like he asked me just like straightforward are you going to compete next year so I just told him like yeah most likely like what's up then he just told me like hey like I, I can help you if you want so I was like oh wow damn like, that's awesome yeah so I guess like I was really really fortunate to get this opportunity to be like coached and mentored by such uh, well-established player like Lee Mai Kui. Mm. So we just like met up for like a simple dinner, like no no yo-yos into mm. the situation. We just had talks about like a lot of things. He just told me like how he plans for his freestyle, um, what he does. He shows me like photos of like what he did um, to prepare. Like he actually does his Excel sheet, which I'll like further elaborate on. Mm. So we met like at least once a month uh, from that point on, like in terms of like choosing a freestyle. Mm. Uh, choosing the freestyle music, uh, the tricks I'm going to put in and stuff. Um, some of the mentalities that he he has uh, before going on stage, like before, like doing practicing, uh, before the contest and like on stage and stuff. And what? this is like from a point of view from like an Asian champion, like one of the best Asian champions out there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Aikui's a, a legend in Singapore and basically in, in the yo-yoing world. I want to dig into that a bit deeper. What what were some of the things that, because you've been competing for a long time, you know, since 2016, yeah. what were some of the things that he told you that were like breakthroughs? What was something he, he told you that was like, you should do this differently, that you didn't, that you didn't come to realize by yourself competing since 2016? Okay, so like, he actually like, Blends his freestyle out in, uh, like, based on one uh, a full glance. So, like, what he does is, um, cause like, Aiku is very good in like IT and stuff. Um, mm. He's an engineering student and stuff. So he actually uses um, an Excel sheet to like craft his entire freestyle. So every trick and element and stuff, um, he will just put it into the sheet and like he will just mention like, hey, which. Um, what goes next from then? So he actually named the element and stuff, and then he would just like emphasize like which part is the harder part and stuff. So wait. So I went to like. So hold on. Sorry. Yes. Just just so I can understand <laughs> this a bit better. Is this elements as in like one single whip here and one regen catch here, or is it like? Yes. Yes. Oh, so like down to the string hit. Every single. So it it goes down to every element's string hit and stuff. Oh like wow. Every, uh, Element like behind the back, under the leg, uh, arm arm combo, uh, orbits whatsoever. So when I saw his, this, it was like very interesting to like see what Iqui, how Iqui like plans his freestyle. Because it's very one thing I like to do is like to ask people how they like plan their freestyle and mm. how they like maybe what do they do to like make sure that their freestyle is like legendary or like mm. godly and stuff. Mm. Okay. So, yeah. I, it took me, I tried it for one year and like after that, I just like tried other methods, but it was a very interesting experience to like try his method. Okay. So for, did you, did you try it? Yeah, I did uh, for 2017 AP. Mm. And how did, did it work for you? Cause I'd imagine with Offstring, there are less elements in the freestyle. Whereas with 3A, there are a lot of things going on at the same time, right? Yeah. Did you? I was did, able to name it. Like, you mm. know, say, okay, this is what combo. Like, I'll just name it in, in like, my own terms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, if the trick if the trick looks, like, weird, I'll just say, oh, like, weird combo or whatsoever. Weird yeah. trick. So you did it by <laughs> combo and element, not by all, all tricks? I'll do it based on, like, elements also. Okay. I just tried it. Um, as much as I can say, but I was just trying someone else's method for mm. that year. And like, yeah. after that, I had to like, try my own method mm. uh, from that. 
from then onwards. Was, so, yeah. was there a reason why you didn't keep using that method? Was it not very effective for you? It was effective for me, but I just felt that I wanted to like try something on my own and like come up my own ways and my, my own ex- based on my own experiences. Mm. So I guess it was a good like short term experience to like try other uh, someone else's methods mm. because eventually I was actually like learning from like so many other people out there and I just wanted to uh, um, expand my diversity of knowledge um, like as a as a yo-yo player like on doing freestyles and also like and a lot of other things mm. so yeah I would okay. say it's a bad method but it was just maybe um, I wanted to try something new okay yeah was there anything else um, Iqui's a very um methodical guy was there anything else he recommended that you didn't know like space use or variation or anything that you just didn't think about in all your years of competing i guess he just like thought me is like some mentalities like you know just try just remember that like you're a god on stage (laughs) (laughs) so it was quite interesting because iq is basically like i mean like i would just say he's like a god in offspring Mm. it's kind of interesting that he has that mentality to like say, oh, like, just remember, just imagine yourself as a god on stage. Mm. And also like, yeah, this, that was the main thing that he said. Like there's a lot of like minor details, but I would just have to emphasize that this was one of the main advice. Yeah. That he what, what's, what's a few more of the minor details, like in terms of mindset stuff? What was the main thing that, you know, what, what were some other little things? The little things, I guess it's also just like based on like, when you're on stage, like try not to look at the audience while you're doing your tricks, unless like you're really confident. Like if I say the trick is really difficult, like don't always, you don't necessarily have to do audience engagement. Like when you're on stage, ah. like maybe, maybe when you're not doing a trick, like you're just buying your yo-yo or stuff. Mm. I guess like when you look at other players, like there are some other players they can actually like look to the audience while doing their tricks. Mm. But I guess, Maybe it's just based on personal perspective. Like, don't necessarily have to. Yeah, no, that's that's an that's an interesting point actually because I've realized I've taken a look at my freestyles and the moments where I miss have always been like right after I've done a bit of stage, like a bit of crowd interaction, and then the next trick is I'm thrown off a little bit. So damn, that's a good one. <laughs> um, okay, dude, that was that was cool, and I I really. I was going to come back to this, but I want to go back to the original arc, which was, um, yeah. So 2016. Um, and I, I want to kind of talk a bit more about, um, how you learn from other yo-yo players. So you've mentioned Iqui, but then after that you start to get like, you're a very sociable guy in the yo-yoing world. You, you seem to, 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 to know everyone. So, um, you know, you, you, you are, well, I think so. Like you hang out with Takeshi, like you hang out with Polo. Like when I, when I catch up with like most people around the world, half the time they've, they've met Thor here. Like, um, so did that interaction with Iqui make you a bit more open to reaching out to other players or was that something you were already doing? I was already doing it. Okay. Like, I remember I was talking, uh, do, do you know Liu Monkey, uh, 2016 mm. Asia champion? Yeah. So, like, yeah, like when I saw, when I saw Liu Monkey, right, when he received his first place trophy, I saw him crying. I was actually next to him when he was, before he went on stage. Mm. So it made me feel like, okay, I'm going to be like that someday. Yeah. And he, he beat <laughs> like, Shinji, right? Yeah, 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 it was the year that he beat Shinji and... I actually had like a nice 15 minute talk with him like about what he did and stuff. He actually planned his freestyle for one year. Oh, wow. Okay. One <laughs> that's, year. That's really long um, based on my based on my, my standards and stuff. Yeah. No, like, I don't I ever plan a freestyle one year, but I'll, I can say like maybe like I focus on creating tricks before the contest like mm. a year in advance so that at least I'll be more consistent by then, but not like music use. Uh, like choosing a music and practicing already for one year. Mm. Yeah, that's a big <laughs> Okay. Yeah. And um, that's, that's super interesting. Yeah. I've never planned a routine one year in advance either. I feel as if that's just, uh, yeah, I've, I've thought about doing it, but I feel as if by the time that freestyle is ready, the tricks are a bit outdated. So I think like three months is, is kind of 
three to four months is around my my bracket. I don't know. Is 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 decent? Yeah. Out of curiosity, how 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 long do you plan your freestyles in advance? I'll start choosing a music like half a year in advance. Wow. Okay. And I will like just ex- so one thing I would like to also say is like exper- I experiment a lot like when it comes to just trick creation combo like creating combos creating new elements and also like when you're doing uh, freestyle so like just try to like put different combos at different timings and stuff yeah so do you, so, you, you tinker around a lot with the freestyle um yes i actually like like what i like to do is like okay, when i'm at home or like somewhere where like i'm not meeting any IOO players i'll just like um just imagine myself like just trying to do uh, different like all these combos and stuff so i like try to mix and match okay like which combo goes here can i add in like more um can i add in more stuff inside or how can i make it better more presentable and stuff this is just what like i'll think mm. and stuff so are you and you're not yo-yoing while you do this or is it just all in your head um, it's usually in my head like whenever like I'm in the bus on the way home and mm. when I get a chance to to like throw at home or something then I'll just try it out mm. just like lock myself in a room and get in my own zone just practice mm. yeah dude it's tight um, I want to talk more about like you know this this uh, this this crew you've developed for yourself so um, I know in recent years you you hang out a lot with with Polo you hung out a lot with Tao Murdoch, so the AP one yeah. A AP champion, um, EYYC <laughs> champion. You you seem to surround yourself with um with the champions, um, and <laughs> let, let's, not necessarily. Let's let's um let's take a step back. How do you um do you do you ask them about their 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 styles of tricks as well, and and their kind of insights on how they build freestyles and stuff? Um, yes, I do. Like, I have to say that I do learn a lot from Polo after, um, he won AP. Okay. Um, actually before and after he was Asia champion, even Tao, cause like I met Tao in Japan, we made mm. good friends, you know, it's like we're both like same age group. And then, cause like Tao told me that, well, like, I, I always hang out with people older than me and it's like kind of annoying. I want someone like who's younger, like around my age. So again, <laughs> like became good friends with him and stuff. Uh, Polo, like. I noticed him like back in 2016, like made friends with him. I like let him stay in my house a few times um, mm. to be, like learn, uh, hang out, talk and like also like know his point of views and like his experiences. Mm. Not just him, like Hank Freeman and stuff. Mm. I also learn from like a lot, of, like, even those who are like still at like still progressing. Like I'll still learn from them also. Like mm. I guess it's just being, you have to be open to like learn from everyone whether they are like champion world champion asia champion national champion or like not mm. even like champion at all because they will always have something to contribute okay to your progress if let them um contribute to you yeah so it's not all about with champions and stuff but of course like definitely i am a fan of like a lot of people and stuff um mm. maybe maybe not too many people but like right now but just like the main people who I hang out with I'm still like a fan of them like for example Hajime Hank Takeshi mm. Mm. Paul yeah yeah so it's good to like learn and also make friends with them because eventually like one thing good about yo-yos is like like for example like when you're playing like for example if you're a tennis player you know like those um, high level players like Roger Federer sorry <laughs> like they're all like they're all like world class players at the same time they're like very like celebrity like status and stuff mm. so like in the Euro community, like if you, you don't, they're not really like celebrity, but of course they are like legends in the Euro community, but you can still make friends with them. You can go out, have dinner with them, hang out, mm. have some like fun stuff with them. So that's one thing good about the Euro community. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, yeah dude, that's something that, you know, is, is super cool as well. I've, um, I've made so many friends with like people who I, uh, who I thought I'd never even meet. So it's, it's very surreal. Um, just to dig into that, do you have, um, a, like a set of favorite questions you might ask someone to to kind of get their insights on a yo-yo approach like what's what's the question you ask someone when you when you really want to learn from them or is it or okay. is it more tailored to the player okay so like for me i i think i, I mentioned just now like i really appreciate like 
originality the most mm. in uh, Europe. So the one of the one of my best uh, conversations I had with was with Takeshi. Okay. I also like came to like make friends with him, and he's actually a really really nice guy, very humble guy, very mm. fun to like joke around with and stuff. Mm. So what I like asked him was like questions like how he freestyles, um, what what does he do to prepare, what is his thought process when he makes a trick, mm. or like um, how do you like like get uh, like overcome your nerves and stuff. So. Well, like for example, when I asked Polo this question, when I asked Takeshi this question, when I asked Hajime this question, mm. they all were very, very different things on how they prepare. So it makes me learn that, okay, they have their own methods. Mm. I need to uh, Yeah, no, that's, yeah. that's a really good nugget because I think, um, you know, just because it works for someone doesn't necessarily mean it will work for you. So I yes. think, yeah, yeah. That, that's something that's... Um, yeah, that's that's definitely something really cool. Um, so to kind of like to wrap this this side up, what do you think is the the best piece of yo-yoing advice you've ever received, and it can be from whoever. The best piece. <laughs> These are kind of pretty difficult questions. There is so many like great advices when it comes to like you know creating tricks or. Um, when it comes to creating trees, when it comes to like when you're on stage. Mm. But one of the main advice that I need to also tell myself time to time, mm. which I've learned from people also and mm. from other people, is that don't forget why you started. And also don't remember that yo yoing is meant to be fun. Mm. Because one thing very sad about what I noticed uh, maybe this year is that some people they get very upset after their freestyle. They get mm. very sad, very disappointed. They get emotional and stuff. So I would like to like say that eventually just remember why you started and remember that your ring is meant to be fun. Okay. That's maybe one of the best advices that I also need to tell myself. And mm. at the same time, people may also learn from this as well. Mm. So kind of yeah. digging that into a bit deeper. Why? What's your why? Why do you still yo-yo? Why did you get started into yo-yoing? Hmm. Why did I start it? I guess because it's fun. And also like, I mean, I made so many friends around the world mm. from Europe, USA to Japan to like Southeast Asia and stuff. I mean, you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, so, I, and I've stayed at your place as well, man. So like, yeah, dude, you're a well-connected guy. <laughs> Yeah, the one thing good, like, is, for example, you go to another country, okay, hook up, like, I mean, like, link up with someone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hooking up with yo-yo players. Okay, no. like, like, link up with, like, some yo-yo players and, like, you know, hang out and stuff. Mm. Like, experience, like, their community, hang out with their community, you know, try local food. Mm. Like, it makes it more fun. Like, for example, if I go to Japan, like, I have a lot of people, like, meet up, you know, mm. to, like, hang out, have dinner, or like just chill, hang mm. out sessions. Or if I go to like Thailand, Thailand I can just meet Polo immediately. Mm. Or if I go to Vietnam, like some other players. Mm. Or one day if I go to USA, maybe like a certain amount of Europeans, like I can meet up with them and stuff. Yeah, so, something like And hit me up if you're ever in Australia, man. <laughs> yeah. I've been to Australia when I was like uh, four years old, but I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, dude. I think that's, that's like really... Um, yeah, really potent kind of stuff. So my next question is kind of just going to take a segue from that. And I want to talk yeah. about, um, <laughs> for lack of a better term, haters. And, oh, yeah, sure, sure. And I think this is something that every yo-yo player kind of has to deal with um, on some level. I mean, now yeah. in like the, the age of social media, you know, everyone's got an opinion. So no one's ever happy with the guy who wins. Um, and there's a lot of yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of negativity out there. And I feel as if you have been a guy that has weathered the storm of negativity, like you've come out on the other side. So do you how do you block out the haters? How do you keep going forward when everyone tells you that what you're doing is is dumb or, or you're not going to be able to achieve or they don't want you to achieve. How do you, how do you block that out? Yeah. I guess maybe what I can say for this is if you want to prove them wrong, go ahead. Yeah. If you want to block them off your men, your mentality, you can do, you can do that too. Mm. 
you can there's many ways how you can like handle these people can either ignore them or you can like go against them you can fight with them mm. like can do any other thing but like the main thing is just do it for yourself and you're not doing it for to them for them yeah like you can't control their mentality you can't control your thinking you can't control like things that you can't control like yeah there's one time that like i remember like someone said oh i'm never gonna win ap mm. so yeah it was quite it was kind of hurtful but especially when i really want to win it yeah but eventually i didn't think about them when i was practicing i didn't think about like all these people who like tried to bring me down mm. because if I were to like listen to them or to like focus on them, it's going to like ruin my well-being. because eventually I'm doing this for myself. Mm. So it's really, really common for like people to be like, genuine haters. Some, some of the best players in the world also like they also get haters and stuff. Yeah. Like maybe they have their own ways of like ignoring them. But one thing I know is they just ignore them because eventually they do things on their own terms. Mm. And I also do things on my own terms. Okay. Do you so, um do you make it a point to try and avoid people who um who I don't know for lack of a better word just don't support you like do you try to actively avoid those people and instead hang out with people like Polo and Tal and Takeshi that do support you or do you kind of just brave the storm and and jump into it and and be you or do you yeah is that do you audit your inner circle is basically what i'm trying to say do you avoid people who you know are like hating on you Mm, you don't exactly have to avoid them but eventually what i can say is just be nice to people yeah like it's important one thing i also learned is like really just be nice to people especially when you're you're play well you are well known you're world famous you're world class or they're like just a nobody just be nice to people yeah because the like for example, when I'm on stage, people just cheer for me not because I have good tricks or like all the kind of stuff. Mm. They cheer for me because like friend to them or like mm. kind of stuff. So eventually, it's nice to be nice to people. Yeah, yeah. It's really important. To be nice mm. people, even if they don't support you, right? Um, you don't have to like be close to them and stuff. But I can just say, um, be kind to them because. Who knows? Someday their mentality changes, or people they grow up, mm. and they'll just they'll just leave everything in the past because we are still young and we will have a lot more to learn and to be more mature and stuff. Mm. Like I'm a young adult, I'll definitely say that I have a lot more to learn. I'm always willing to like learn from my mistakes and to become a better person. Like if like right now, if I were to tell some myself back in like five years ago, mm. like I'll tell that myself five years ago like a lot of things that I should work on and stuff mm. sometimes people progress very slow some people they progress very fast so yeah just always remember to like support um, like just be nice to people even if they don't support you and stuff mm. yeah I mean and and, and try like, and I definitely think that's that's you know a, a super important thing and you know I try to be as nice to, to basically everyone I mean the yoni community um but yeah and this is something that i've i've found that is that genuinely i'm pretty susceptible to to when people like hate on me or no not, not when people hate yeah I'm, I'm pretty susceptible to like negativity and letting that kind of affect how i'll do so um okay. i'd be curious as to how you um whether it's just avoiding that or do you just like what's your tactic for just like making sure they have the least impact as possible. So for instance, when someone says you're never going to win AP, what do you say to yourself or what do you say to them? Like, how do you insulate yourself from the negativity? I believe action speaks louder than words. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So if you're going to let, if you're going to use words to get it back at them, Mm. there's no point. Okay. If you use actions, I mean like not physical actions, but like, (laughs) your own actions yeah, <laughs> your own yeah. to like um to like um prove them wrong mm. is like a better feeling than to like you know to like beat them up or something so yeah it, sometimes sometimes if you're to affect some, some sometimes when you affect someone mentally it's more stronger than affecting them physically <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true that's true okay so that was that was a kind of a good segue i want to talk about yo-yo uh, gear a, a little bit because I've had the the good fortune of um uh 
of staying at your place and, you know, hanging out and eating dinner there. And one thing I've noticed is that you're a very uh, meticulous guy when it comes to yo-yo maintenance. You'll like change your pads very regularly. You'll you'll pre-cut your strings. What's the um, yeah? I, I've never seen someone that that meticulous. What could you could you dig into some of the things you do? Like what's like? Sure, sure. Let's say you want to maintain your yo. What are some things that you do? Mm, okay, so like I'm a three player, so yeah. I need two strings. So of course. For example, you're a one-year player, you can just like cut your string and just like put it onto your easily. Yeah. But for me, like as a three player, I need a certain length mm. to play three A. Like so I have like a measuring tape and I just need to like measure the strings. So of course it takes me like around two to three minutes just to set up one pair of strings. Okay, maybe yeah. like a minute or yeah. Just to one pair of strings to like measure it at the right length, uh, to cut it and to like tie the strings and stuff. So of course, when I practice, I do not like want to I want to spend more time practicing instead of tying up strings. Exactly. So during my free time when I'm like maybe about to sleep or during my break time or like whenever I'm, whenever I'm free, I'll just like tie strings, you know, just chill. Mm. And at least like, you know, if I have like five five pairs of strings, I can just like practice immediately. And then like once I run out of like strings and I'll just like tie up again. So Yeah. That's pretty smart. Yeah. Um, a question about string length. I know that you're super meticulous about this. Do you stretch your strings? Actually, before we, what, what string do you use? Uh, Kitty string fat yellow. Yeah. Okay. So do okay, you stretch stre- your strings? I measure the string first, then I stretch it. <laughs> okay. Then you stretch it. Okay. Yeah. And do you actively stretch it or do you kind of just let the yo-yo do its thing? No, I always stretch it before like my first throw. Oh. So like, so like once I freshly tie it, I'll just like when I put it, put the string onto you, I'll just like stretch it first, and then like after I stretch both strings, I'll just make sure that what I stretch right, both of the strings are like on the same length. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was, that's something that I've I've noticed is that whenever I try to to cut strings, <laughs> the thing that makes it inconsistent is um the stretching part of it. So as soon as like, even if I cut two strings at the same length, one may stretch more, one may stretch less. So how do you kind of keep the, the stretch consistent? Um, I guess, okay, like to make sure it's consistent. Like for example, let's say one of the string is like maybe yeah. half an inch. Yeah. I'll just like stretch the other, the shorter <laughs> one to make it a bit. <laughs> just stretch it more. Okay. Cool. Just stretch it longer. <laughs> <laughs> just, just pull it. Um, what about uh, this? Is something that I I noticed from you. Um, when you're changing pads, what you'll do is you'll you'll scratch the the inside bearing, um, not the bearing the, seat, the, but the pad seat. The, uh, uh, the pad seat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why do you do that? Okay, so I learned this from someone, um, Hans Wong. Okay. Because, okay, because uh, back in 2017 when I was still, I just started using a uh, turning point yo-yos and stuff. Mm. So, um, sometimes when I practice, like you know, so you have, have you ever experienced where like, the pet just comes off while you're practicing, then it gets annoying and stuff, right? Yeah, so yeah. So I just I asked Hans about these kind of things um, when I was just like chilling at Spinworks one day, and he just told me like you should scratch the inside of the the pet seat and like ensure that there's friction because mm. once there's like scratches inside, right? Mm. It actually like you to uh, the the pads will stick for a longer time right so have you experienced the plaid pa- so do you and you scratch it until h- how how much do you have to scratch it just a little bit or um not too much but just good enough like to make sure there's enough friction like not not, not too little not too much okay all right that's interesting it'd be Show you a photo if you want. Yeah, it'd be cool to see a photo of that. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I can say. I'll send yeah. you. And have you experienced the pad slip since you started doing that? Um, never. Oh, okay. That's really cool. I, but at the same time, I especially when I practice, um, doing practice periods where like it's like four months, three months, two months before AP, I'll make I'll discipline myself to like change my pads uh once uh once in a week or two. Once a week. Wow. Okay. Because eventually you want that consistent amount of um, pets. Mm. So, and when you practice an hour a day consistently, of course the pets will like die out faster. Yeah. 
That's interesting. How which which pads do you use? Uh, turning point K pad slim soft. Oh wow! Okay, those are expensive, aren't they? If you're crunching through those like once a week, slim <laughs> <Beam>, sort of. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you want the best, then you gotta get the best. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, in recent years, I've kind of skimped out on um on pads, and yeah, it has not it has not done well. Something else I want to talk to you about. This is something I've also kind of noticed. You seem to go into a very uh, relaxed or try to be in a very relaxed state before you go up and compete. Um, Wow. Do you have any pre-competition rituals or routines that you do before to get yourself in the zone? Yes, I do. Um, Could you okay? Firstly, you have to relax. Mm. Um, secondly, find find ways to like relax yourself. Mm. Um, you don't you don't. I mean, if talking to other people makes you relax, you can do so. Yeah. If if if, if practicing before you go on stage also helps you relax, you can just do it. Mm. Like maybe like I'm quite fortunate that from 2017 onwards. I was able to be accompanied by Aikri. <laughs> so like, because Aikri is a very, in, is he, <laughs> sorry Aikri if you see, hear this, but <laughs> yeah, Aikri is a that guy. So, he will like, we talk very minimally and like, he, I don't know, maybe just his presence makes me more like calm and stuff. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. Dude, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, no. <laughs> and we also like do chat a little bit before I go on stage to make me feel like, hey, like we are all human. We just need to like relax to like, sometimes talking also relaxes yourself. So I knows when to like talk, when not to talk. Because <laughs> like, some other days just talk too much and stuff. Yeah. So like, no. yeah, if, if listening to like, also do listen to like very relaxing music, mm. like extremely relaxing music. Actually like, yeah, it's on my playlist or something. Oh, we'll, so, we'll, we'll link those in the show notes. Just relaxing music. Yeah, yeah, just just relax. Uh, it's actually just like one. It's actually just one music. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good though. It it kind of gets you in that in that groove. Um, yeah, it's in that relax zone and stuff. Mm. And how much do you practice before you're you're about like like competition day? You're about to compete. Um, I know some players practice a lot. Some players practice a little bit. What do you do? Um, I practice a little bit on stage just get a feel of the stage. Like it's also good when like you feel nervous on stage because eventually you will feel nervous. Mm. So embrace the fact that, you know, you're nervous and also remember like you're still human. Mm. It's almost, I think like very few players can not feel nervous on stage, Mm. but eventually if you're not one of those few, just remember that find your ways to like relax and stuff. Like even if your hands do shake on stage, like, I can say that, that there are even world champions out there who told me their hands do shake mm. on stage. Yeah. Eventually, just everyone's still human. Even if you're a world champion, Asian champion, whatsoever, your hands will shake somehow or your legs will shake. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, just find ways to relax yourself. Um, everyone has different ways to relax themselves. Some mm. people, they play video games before they, they, <laughs> they relax. I saw someone playing video games uh, one day. I, I, I forgot who. Then like some people they just drink or uh, they just like drink water consistently maybe not not too much but mm. okay yeah. do you do you have anything weird that you do um, Hiroyuki Suzuki puts a little bit of of water on his gloves because it that's something that he does do you have anything odd um, I just I guess maybe I wash my hands two minutes before I go on stage. <laughs> Okay, that's interesting. And you I guess maybe that's the weird thing. Mm. <laughs> well, no, yeah. that that kind of works, right? Because like maybe I do have a little bit of sweaty palms, a little bit. So mm. when I go on before I go on stage, I'll just like wash my hand, use a towel and stuff. Mm. Um, just make sure my hands are smooth because eventually some people know that they mess up because their hands are not smooth. So yeah, yeah, I just do that. And I've noticed that um that you you carry a ta- like a little towel around with you 
um, the day before that. That's that. That's interesting. Is it just a normal towel? Like anything special about it, or is it just there to dry oh, your hands? Just- it's just a small towel. <laughs> and is that something you've always done or is that something you've kind of just refined and done over the years and it's like convenient? I just use it recently because like, yeah, I got a, a towel. Then like, I noticed like, you know, when I use a towel to like dry my hands or like to keep it smooth, the texture or the the material of it allows it to make it smooth. But I'm not the only player that uses towel. I guess there's a lot of players out there that uses a towel to like keep their hands smooth. Yeah, general thing mm. and actually that's something i've i've kind of i've, I've kind of realized as well is that i i don't bring a towel so okay. I'm, I'm at like the shopping mall and i'm using those like dyson hand dryers and it's it's not it's not as smooth as if you like rub your hand with a towel so maybe that's something i'll incorporate yeah yeah it's, it's i mean eventually just try new things who knows i'll be doing different things next year at ap or worlds or something mm. yeah so, yeah I used to enjoy it and also the um, towel. Like you know, I, I know of one uh, Jiho, O Jiho, the Korean champion. Mm. He uses like a like a portable fan. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, quite cute. Oh that's interesting. Have you have you used that? <clears throat> I never but I was uh, I was just like mess I was just using it for fun before I went on stage uh, this year. <laughs> that's because, interesting. Like, like, I mean, like, Gio and I, we are friends, so we could, like, joke a little bit because mm. we were both nervous, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I want to kind of go back, so, to rewind the timeline to to right, th- this year, AP um, Freestyle. Yeah. So, okay. I, I remember I was in the audience and I, I always kind of <laughs> try to make it a point to watch your freestyle because I know how much is riding on the line. So, I, I watched your freestyle <laughs> and I... And I may be wrong. This might be the wrong thing, but you you had like a restart within the first like thirty seconds. Was that no the first throw? <laughs> huh? Yeah, first throw. It was like a, a restart. First throw. How did you? Oh yeah, it was good. <laughs> how did you like come back from that? Like, how did you kind of rein it all in? Like, what did you say to yourself on stage to be like, okay, chill, relax, like? Okay, so I was actually really chill before I started the first trick. Yeah. But when I made the first throw, I was like, okay, I'm very consistent in the first throw because the first throw is like a sudden kink, like a throw to the uh, double, like a kink. Mount. Yeah. So, of course, that's quite risky, but I was actually quite consistent in it for some, but just yeah. on that time, I was just, I just missed, uh, I just had a restart on that first part. So, I was like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I was still, okay, like on a very, okay, on a very personal level, I was very sad. Yeah. <laughs> I was set on the inside, but at the same time, you have to move on. Yeah. And like, I was able, I was quite lucky to be able to recover really fast from that mm. and to hit, um, yeah, almost everything. Like, I think I just, I just missed like three seconds worth of uh, content for that first two tricks. Mm. I think I missed around three seconds worth of content. So I was quite lucky to be able to recover fast and to be able to chill because eventually I was quite chill still. Yeah. I, I was still sad. I was, I was still chill. Yeah, no. And I, I definitely think that like you, you held it together and you did, you did kind of like hold your composure. So that was, that was solid. And then, so then after that freestyle, did you, um, were you expecting to win? Oh, I was so sad right after my freestyle. Like I felt like crying, but like I had to I had to be professional at the same time. So yes, I was so sad to the point where like okay, I felt like just like shit, like okay, I'm not gonna win. Am I gonna win AP this year? Am I am I do I even have a chance and stuff? So like some people would just tell me, Oh, you still have a chance, you still have a chance. So I felt like, nah. <laughs> because like eventually the audience point of view and you as a as when you're performing on stage, your point of view is really different. Yeah, that's what I've noticed. Because you know like what tricks that you miss, you know what you miss, you know what you hit, mm. you know what standard you want on stage. And like all my practice sessions, I always like had very few like mistakes, like maybe like less than five mistakes and stuff. Yeah. So I had I mean like this regarding the restarts and the discard and stuff, like I was I was generally clean, but I wasn't satisfied with it. So mm. definitely one of my goals in the future is to hit a freestyle to my standards and to my expectations. Mm. But yeah, it was it was a really I couldn't sleep that night uh after the freestyle. I think <laughs> I slept for like two hours. Oh wow. No, I 
I was really, really sad because, like, I mean, I mean, like, you know how much I wanted to win this contest, mm. especially um, like how many years and like you know collecting bronze and silver trophies and stuff. Yeah, so I was like, okay, another another bronze or silver trophy to my collection. And, and dude, like, I remember I was I was there and and like I I, I remember you posted a uh, a post on your Instagram and it was literally like all of the 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 bronze and 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 silver trophies that you'd accumulated and i was just like man that that was inspiring so then you know fast forward a day and you know the 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 (laughs) you know after two hours of sleep you know you're you're ready to lose you're 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 like all right another year of, of doing this and then Man, I just want you to describe it. What was it like when when it finally happened? Mm, okay, so like before I went on stage, I was like, okay, maybe there's some hope. Okay, yeah, like there was just some hope, like some hope. And when <laughs> I went on stage, right, I was like, okay, like I'm very nervous, but mm. you know, don't think, don't expect too much. So they announced the third place guy and then they announced the second place. So during the, when they announced the second place guy, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I was like, I couldn't move for like a, a few seconds. I was like, I was really stunned to like, you know, or like maybe I got fourth place or something. I don't know. I, and so, I remember, I was in the audience. I was, you were just like, whoa, wait, what? And like, Honestly, like that was one of my most messed up freestyles, like compared to like other freestyles. One, one of because like I had a high major deduction, like five, mm. two restarts, one discard. Uh, so like two plus three, five. Yeah. And like that was like the most, the least expected time that I would expect to win. Mm. So when I, so during the second place, I was like all that journey and like, like just everything went into my head. Like from when I first started, when I first told myself I want to become Asian champion back in like 2012, mm. 11 around there. And like all the years of failure, disappointment, blood, sweat, and literally tears. <laughs> and it was really, it felt, it felt really, really like, you know, just that moment, like everything just starts to reminisce and stuff mm. uh, within like less than a yeah. before they announced my name. So yeah, it was really a great moment to show that, you know, I did not, I didn't give up. <laughs> yeah. And, and this is something I'm, I'm curious about. Um, was the moment as, as magical and life changing as you thought it would be, or was it like, okay, now on to the next thing. Oh, it, it felt really great. Mm. Um, I won't say, I won't, I, I won't say magical, but <laughs> I would just say that it was really like an experience that I'll never forget. Mm. Like maybe one thing I learned from this experience at this year's AP is that sometimes what you really want in life or mm. like what you, what you really work hard for, they come during the least expected of times. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, and dude, that, that was inspiring because I was there, my first AP was 2015, so I think either 15 or, yeah, so 15, so yeah, man, I was, I was there and I saw you kind of come in second place all those years and, and like, you know, coming back year after year after all those setbacks and like when you finally won, I was like, man, he did it. Like, I, like, there were a lot of players who didn't think it was going to happen and man, you did it yeah the the best part is like everyone was like so supportive and stuff like it made me feel like oh like the community the community really supports it and and stuff because like some people when they win a contest they don't they're not happy when that person wins yeah so i was quite happy when people were happy that i won uh this year mm. and stuff so and then like it was, it was more like nicer when so many people like all the like the top standard players and also like the the young the young kids all were like congratulating me from everywhere mm. it was really really a great experience um it, it was just truly a great experience mm. and i feel as if that after after the win everyone was kind of expecting you to be very um you know like yes i finally won and you know rub it in everyone's faces but i think you've become a lot more mature and a little bit more 
humbled by that win. Like, I'm not sure if that if that's the case, but is that has that been your experience? I mean, I don't see the point of rubbing it it to any, anyone's faces because eventually I did it for myself, and mm. like it's it's not right to yeah to like get back to other people or like to put people down and stuff mm. like. If you want to do, if you want to like put people down, put people down for a legitimate reason. Like you want to help them, mm. or like don't do it because like you want to see them suffer and stuff. Mm. I don't believe in making people suffer, but mm. I believe when I when I, if you want to be harsh to people, do, do it because like you want them to learn or you care about them. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So after all those those what was it five years six years of of like all those painful lessons all those you know bronze and silver trophies all of those setbacks and you know you've you finally won and if you could go back go back in time and talk to thor here of five years ago and be like okay Okay. this is all of the the stuff i've learned i've lost for five years and this is what i've learned um six years six yeah i've lost for six years this is all i've learned to get back to it it's actually eight years i started competing in 2011 yeah yeah so eight years wind the clocks back eight years what what advice would you give yourself going into it to try and to try and do it faster or to or to keep on the track what advice would you tell your previous self that you now know that you didn't know back then? I guess just try to learn more at a younger age. Okay. Yeah. Like try to, I'll try to like, I guess I was quite stubborn back then, but right now I'm more open to like advice and more outgoing, more chill, mm. to like listening to other people's point of views and also like be willing to like take, advice which is a uh, constructive advice to make you better mm. so would you but, yeah yeah i guess it's just like taking just just listen be a better listener and mm. applying it to yourself i guess maybe i was a a, a late bloomer mm. is it yeah like it, it took me at a later age to like uh, learn all these kind of things but i'm glad that i'm i managed to learn it at the right time mm. Yeah, no. Like the worst, the worst thing that can happen to you is when you win a contest or like you finally achieve your dream and nobody supports it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's, that's quite. It's that's really really depressing. So I was quite glad that okay, at the right time, people support are uh, very supportive and everything. So I think everything came at the right time. Mm. Yeah, and I definitely think that as well. I definitely think you've like mellowed out a little bit, and you know, you you've kind of like built up that um that champion persona that has finally kind of got you on top so i'm curious man what's um what's next what's uh what's the next goal mm, i guess just do what i want to do mm. of course one day i want to of course like i do have a, the thoughts of like winning ap again and also one day becoming world champion mm. although the chances are lower for me but I just want to like enjoy your ring, enjoy making friends, enjoy making tricks, mm. making like trying to expand the diversity in my 3A and definitely remember that your ring is fun. Mm. And I think, yeah, that's, that's something that I need to like remind myself of so much because, you know, as you kind of get older, as you start to like, for me, I'm starting to lose a bit of that competitive edge I used to have. It's starting to like pull into yeah. question why I'm even here. And I think every time I have have those doubts, I do something very similar as I kind of pull it back to, all right, yo-yo is meant to be fun and you're supposed to be doing this for the fun. Yeah, yo-yo is actually like meant to be fun. Like it's not, it's not everything, but it's fun. Yeah, yeah. Man, dude, this was awesome. Thank you for um thank you for putting aside an hour of your time. This was a super awesome conversation. Where can people find you yeah. if they want to know more more about you or more about your tricks and stuff? Um Instagram, Facebook. <laughs> um yeah, I just posted a video yesterday uh doing 1A. Mm. I don't really play 1A, but uh, I just posted it for fun. And yeah, dude, that was a rad video. So, I will, yeah, I only <laughs> saw snippets of that in um in the Instagram stories, 
But um, yeah, dude, your one A is pretty solid. I, I think you should uh should try and compete at the uh, the one A stage and try and take it out. <laughs> Maybe someday, but um, I mean, I have the time. Yeah. All right, dude. Thank you so much for for agreeing to do this. And um, yeah, I hope everyone has a is is inspired by um by your persistence and by your story. So yeah, what did you guys think about that? I I really enjoyed that. Um and and it's interesting because I listened to this again probably a year after it was recorded and now it's going to be publicized to you guys. So just a bit of a disclaimer, the video I mentioned was probably out a couple it's been out for a couple months now um towards the tail end of the podcast. But um yeah, this was an interview that I when I re-listened to it, I think I was in a different state of mind and I think I've just been reminded now how important the whole make sure you don't forget why you yo-yo, make sure you don't forget why or like the fun of yo-yoing. And that that's a lesson that I keep forgetting. But um, anyways, how did I do? Did you guys enjoy that? Who should I have on next? Um, really enjoy the support and the listeners from all of you guys. And um, any comments, questions, and criticisms, I don't know. You can, you can post this on the YouTube, I guess. Um, but other than that, that's it from me. So see you guys next time.